It's that time of week. Welcome back to, I'm going to say week twice, but this week's episode of the Uncoachables Pod. I am Matt. This here is my forever partner in crime, Camillo. I, I thought you were just going to say forever partner. I, well, I mean, listen, we can do that. That's It's pride time. We can do that. It's I'm pride in. time. Yeah, I'm in. Let's do it. All right. It's been a long week. I really didn't want to start the show on like a bad note, so I was I, I like I, I and, and I'm sure all of you dickheads that listen to this and actively root against my happiness were like, oh, Liverpool lost. I'm not talking about that. We know we had a parade anyway. We'll be back. It'll be fine. So what I want to start with is the Lakers and LeBron. I thought Le- you Lakers wanted first. to not start on a bad note for yourself. Yo, hold on, the Lakers. Are hiring Darvin or have hired Darvin Ham as their head coach. Um, Ham, forty-eight, uh, you know, was an assistant with the Bucks. Uh, but there's a very important caveat to this too. He's coming back. He's coming back home. Uh, he was an assistant with the Lakers from 2011 to 2013. Uh, apparently worked very, very closely with Kobe uh, as a, a development coach, uh, like well over a decade ago. Um, apparently he impressed everybody in the room, which as we know is a room full of idiots, um, <laughs> but he did it. We have a coach. Uh, I wanted to start here cause this is something that, like, it was a point of ang- like fandom anxiety for me. And, uh, I wanted to ask you what you thought of the hire. Um, I don't know. It's hard to, I don't mind the hire. Like there's a lot of assistants who turn out to be very, very good coaches. Um, so anything I say now is not—it's not anything against. And it will be it's, used against you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything I say will be on the internet. Um, yep. However, I, I, it's not a a a shot at Darvin Ham because he may be a, an excellent coach. Um, my concern is that he's not. Um, he's not like famous enough i guess so to speak to to be the lakers coach and deal with that locker room um so i don't know we'll see but at the same time like i you know my my own team got prime lebron and with a very young coach who hadn't done it before and he kind of figured it out uh now granted we also had pat riley to help out in the locker room whereas the lakers have um i don't know kurt rambis I'll I'll address that in a second. I knew you were going to bring him up. I knew you were going to bring him up. I I knew it. I I I think it'll be okay. I I mean, to be honest, like this was of little consequence. I mean, you want to make the right coaching hire, but like the the bigger consequence and the the bigger concern for the Lakers is what the hell they're going to do with that disaster of a roster. Like that's that. It doesn't matter what coach you have in there. If you can't figure out what to do with that roster, you're going to have some problems, and you're still not really going to get anywhere this year. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see. So, uh, you're 100%. Yes, it, it's hard to tell if this is a good idea. The point about him not being famous enough is something that you've mentioned to me before, and I think is, like, really interesting. Um, I was looking through, like, some of the Lakers coaches over the years, and, like, obviously you get, like, the the, the Paul Westheads and, like, the, the, the Paul McKinney's and, like, those weird years kind of, right? But... Like, after that, once Bus took over, like, things changed. What I'm about in this case is a tradition that the Lakers, a quiet tradition that the Lakers have had for a very long time, which is hiring first-year coaches and giving them a chance. Um, the best thing about this is that if it doesn't work out year one, you get another year and say, it was his first year, he'll figure it out. Maybe you, get, you finally make a move away from Russ, whatever the situation is. Um, what I really enjoyed uh, was the note that you made for me, which was the rumored concession. Can you can you please get into the rumored concession uh, <laughs> Ham asked for? Uh, this was amazing. The rumored concession, or one of the rumored concessions that the Lakers had to make for Darvin Ham to sign on the dotted line was Kurt Rambis cannot take part in coaches' meetings or be anywhere around them. <laughs> <laughs> which is amazing. Uh, yeah, it is because Kurt Rambis is a fucking toad person. 
he he he's a thumb of a human being he was <laughs> so the 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 other rumor is uh, which I, I added some context for Matt. And for the reason that Ham would add this is that uh, allegedly um, Ramis is one of those guys that likes to advocate for the triangle still. Uh, <laughs> he, he also likes to get in players' ears and say that they're playing out of position or that the system does not fit them. And if he's referring to the system not fitting them because he would prefer them play. <laughs> because the it's the fucking triangle. <laughs> then, you know. Uh, I think we have a bigger issue on our hands, which is why the fuck is Rambus in the room? So, you know, when you said that to me, um, Darvin Ham already fucking five points plus, five points for Ham's team, man. <laughs> fuck yeah, let him in. Bring him in. If this is what he's asking for from Rip, we might be okay. I do agree with you there. If he's coming in and putting the foot down and being like, enough with the bullshit, then I, I, I agree with you there. That's a positive sign. I, I'm like, I, I, you, the one thing I've been yelling about for anyone that's listened to this podcast is how much I hate Kurt Rampant. <laughs> so this is great. The other thing that I want to shout out for the Lakers is more of a LeBron thing, of course. Uh, it's not the fact that he tweeted that he was happy about his new head coach. No, it's the fact that LeBron James is officially the first active NBA player to become a billionaire. Um, Jordan was Jordan is indeed. Uh, the NBA's only other billionaire, except he didn't reach that mark until 2014 after he had uh, stopped playing the years previous. Um, during his NBA career, let's get the, get it by the numbers, as they say on ESPN, James has earned over $385 million in salary uh, with the Cavaliers, Heat, and Lakers. He earned $170 million in 11 seasons with the Cavaliers, 153 in his four seasons with the Lakers, and $64 million in his four seasons with the Heat. Uh Desperate to win a ring will make you do weird things, won't it, just LeBron? <laughs> yeah, well, I remember the cap. So the cap exploded after he left. Um, so the cap was a little different in 2010 when he signed his deal. Plus, they made room for – oh, my God, this is crazy to talk about now. It, making room for Wade and Bosch was like all of them taking like $18 million instead of 22 yes. or like something like that. It's like – yeah. This is wild to say that now, like you sign LeBron for eighteen, you're like, "Fuck yeah, we're in, we're in this. Let's do it." You got, we can you got two you more got, max players. You got the husk of James Harden out here asking for forty million, and we're talking about LeBron made concessions at eighteen to twenty million with the Heat. It's crazy. It's insane. Insane. Is it, is it weird though that I thought he hit a billion like I don't know eight years ago? Um. No. <laughs> like, between his shoes, like, all the stuff he's into off the court, his his school, like, the, the him, you know, having Liverpool steak and all this and that, like, I don't know. I thought, I thought he hit it a long time ago. <laughs> well, good for so him, this regardless. Is how, this is how he actually raked in the numbers. So, last year, he raked in $121 million, uh, and currently, he's the league's second highest paid active player, and he also makes an estimated $900 million in income by endorsement deals and businesses. Uh, I have to say that if there is anyone on God's green earth that has done a better job marketing themselves, it is LeBron James. And listen, uh, everyone will say that his um, the decision was a black eye uh, on his reputation. I say that if anything, the decision made him more popular and more polarizing and more interesting as an athlete. And when he turned it around and won his city championship, everyone fucking forgot about it. So, uh, kudos to LeBron in making it to a bill, man. That is a uh, fucking insane achievement for one human being to do. Yeah, while yeah, at a, at a young age, while still playing, like yeah, thirty. 30 I, we get jaded by you know these athlete ages, but like yeah, he he ain't old by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> like no, he mean, did like, this LeBron as a young man, a senior when we were like freshmen. You know what I mean? Like if, if you want to contextualize it that way. Yeah, he he did this as a young man while still playing in the league. It's wild, and uh, and and while holding the league hostage to draft his son to also play in the league. But that's another story. While also getting so many other athletes max contracts that did not deserve them. He has he has he has certainly changed the game in favor of the athletes. I. I, I won't we don't need to go on a tangent I, I think it's probably gone too far now but he's certainly <laughs> he certainly changed uh god he changed everything for NBA players in terms of how they're compensated and their value and the the, the power they have and this and that and 
mean, yeah, the player empowerment era is kind of predicated on LeBron James. It, yeah. it, Unfortunately, uh, it's it's morphed into the the Ben Simmonses of the world, but I think we're gonna I think we're gonna see a fight to shift it back a bit now. But uh, that next collective bargaining agreement is gonna be a disaster. It, will lose. It's gonna be a wild yeah. man. It's gonna be it's gonna be an MLB style CBA fight. I think. Oh, it's not gonna be pretty at all. No, nah, owners I, we, we owners are coming time. for that. Owners are coming mm-hmm. for that uh, that play for pay thing. Mm. Oh, we're gonna turn seasons not into guarantees. We're gonna turn into minimum thirty game contracts. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what that's gonna become. Because even if you want to load manage your players or whatever, like I think to some degree for someone like Kawhi, who was injured, sure. But like I guess if you wanted to go a little further, when they would like. Uh, give Tim Duncan his rest days at the Spurs and like Pop didn't give a fuck. That's insane. Like, yeah, that's the other thing is you have to like you have to be so finicky with your wording and you can't like there's always an out, right? You can always say a guy's injured. I mean same way when Silver cracked down and was like, yeah, okay, stars will always play nationally televised games, like un- barring injury. So teams are just like, oh he's he's hurt. His his knee's sore. Like and that's how they get around it. Like the poof no fine uh so i i don't know it's it's but that's what's gonna make some of the cba stuff kind of wild i mean uh i don't know and even this like it's gonna be the ben simmons rule quote unquote but like even this the teams were like oh he's hurt his back hurts and now that he's having the surgery afterwards uh everyone's like see he was hurt the whole time but like uh, was he though? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think he was. Yeah, no, I, mean, I mean it. It's gonna become. It, it's gonna become Ben Simmons' rule, and I'm sure that there are gonna be a lot of like other things that go into it that were that the that we don't even know about in terms of like contract structuring and all that other shit. But like at the end of the day, the owners I do think uh, feel very aggrieved and have, are very upset about how the last like five years have gone for them. Uh, in terms of like the public perception of the players against the the teams and shit like that, and and also like Adam Silver g- gives no fucks and will one hundred percent back the players because he understands who makes the money, who drives the revenue. Uh, yeah, it's a tough spot because I think he's he's been far more lenient on the player side for a long time, but I I do think he's gonna get pressure from all of the owners on this, and at the end of the day, he kind of has to answer to the owners, not necessarily the players. So I don't know. It'll, it'll get interesting. I don't know. We, we got on a tangent there when I said we weren't going to get on one, but... <laughs> here, here we are. Well, so then you know what? I know how to bring the mood back down. Let's talk about the Eastern Conference Finals, Matt. Uh, before, oh. we preview, before we preview the actual Shit. NBA Finals. Uh, listen, Game 7 uh, was... We, we were talking a little bit about it before we went live. Uh, was insane. Uh, Jimmy Butler went for 35 um, Boston ended up winning 196. Uh, they're going to advance to the NBA Finals for the 22nd time. Real point of contention there at the end was a three-pointer from Struess that would have cut the uh, deficit to two. And, uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't. So, um, listen, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of positives to come out of this season – um, Adebayo finally had a, uh, he had himself a quiet 24 points. Um, the team again shot what 20% from three. It was not a great night, but players make it tight and make it work late. Boston was desperate to give that, 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 that lead away. They tried. And, uh, they almost dropped a 13 point deficit, um, uh, with three minutes to go. So I don't know. I, I would. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that there's a lot for them to come back with. Um, I don't know. I, I have a lot of high hopes and positivity for what... Did I lose you for a second? Uh, nope. Okay, cool. I think I have a lot of high hopes and like... Uh, next season's going to be fine for Miami. As long as they get rid of Lowry, it'll be fine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... The whole Struess shot thing to overturn 
a three-point shot or not uh, to overturn any call without actual video evidence to confirm that you should overturn the call like that is just beyond me and yeah. i know spolstra made a big deal out of it after the the game and I, i'm sure it'll be i'm sure the league will look at it with their officials and whatnot um i don't know that that's kind of shitty because that if that shot counts the game has changed even more like boston was already crumbling they're they're falling apart miami's on a roll that shot not counting was was huge. It completely changed how the end of that game looked. Uh, Butler doesn't have to take the three if if Struess's three falls like or it counts most likely. I mean, he can drive to the basket there. He can pull it. Out. He can do whatever he's got to do uh, to win the game. Like I, I don't know. The whole thing is just very different if that happens, and it sucks it? that uh, in a league where the officials are already problematic on a nightly basis that the Eastern Conference fucking finals are decided by the fucking officials making a bad call. Uh, but that being said, the, I won't say the better team won, but I will say the team that played better through the whole series won. I don't know that they're the better team because Miami could have and should have probably won that series despite the fact that half their team were no-shows for the entirety of the series. Yeah. Um, so I, I still don't know that their Boston was the better team, but Boston was certainly the team that played better throughout the whole series. Um, and to be fair, uh, Boston or Miami are, we're going to get waxed by <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so it, 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 finals wise, it doesn't, it didn't really matter who won that game. Uh, but yeah, the off season is going to be weird for Miami. Um, you have the hero extension, and Hero has already been, even in the past couple of days, he's already come out and said he wants to be a starter. Um, but I'm not, like, who does he start for? Maybe, I mean, maybe he puts, brings Struess back off the bench, but, like, Struess became such a good player. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. That's going to be tough. Um, Hero's probably, I don't think he's going to get a max offer. He, I, he, I'm sure he won't get a max offer for Miami. He'll probably be somewhere in the, like, um... Uh, probably like Jalen Brown range contract wise, which wasn't like a four year extension for like twenty to twenty five maybe. Um, Duncan goes right. I think they I think they float Duncan around in some trade packages. They do have next year's first rounder they can trade as well as twenty twenty eight. I think it is, which is a little ways off. Um, I, I think he might be a trade. It, they'll at least float him out there because of his salary. Uh, Lowry, they they cannot get rid of. I don't think anybody would would take him on, but also him and Jimmy are like best friends, and they I clearly have to keep Butler happy. You want Russ? Uh, absolutely Kyle. not. <laughs> I'll give you Russ or Kyle right now. Um, Russ Kyle and then and... they have to then they have to kind of fill out the roster. So they they should bring back Caleb Martin. They they need to figure out they need to bring back PJ Tucker or PJ Tucker has an opt in so he can opt in for like seven I think this year, um, or he could opt out and and try to get like a full mid level or something I'm not sure how that would work out but um, he could get um, actually I did look this up I think if he opts out Miami could offer him a max of like eight eight and a half so he could he could get like a million dollar raise if he wanted um, or he could just opt into a seven. Um, Oladipo is an interesting uh, player. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think they, I certainly think they'll try to bring him back, um, especially as important as as he was late down the stretch, yeah. and and how much it looked like he was getting his legs really under him after his injuries. Um, I think he could be a, a a crazy wild card for this team, but that I also think some other team is going to make an offer for him too. Um, so I don't know. It depends on how much of a. It depends on how much how badly someone wants him. Right. Do you so just to go back to the finals real quick? Do you hate the criticism on the shot by Butler or like the talk about it? Is it is it even a question in your brain like the play any of that as a fan? Right. Like you're watching the game. Are yeah. you looking at the TV going shoot Jimmy shoot or are you looking at the TV going fucking score? It doesn't matter how. Um. So I was as as a Heat fan watching it. 
I just wanted him to score. Right. Um, okay. I what I I thought that he would do as drive Horford's backpedaling, uh, defending him, and he's got like six feet between him and Horford, so he's he's full head of steam running to the hoop, and Horford's backpedaling. Horford's probably not going to be able to take a charge on him any of that. Uh, so what I thought would happen in that split second is he drives to the rim hard. He either makes it or he gets fouled and it's either an and one or he's got two free throws to tie it up. Uh, but I don't, I get the criticism, but like, I, I don't mind him taking the shot either. Um, look at the shots he's made in a heat uniform, whether it's two pointer or a three pointer, like. In crunch time, when shots were needed, he's been the one to make them. Uh, in fact, look at that game six, that that turnaround uh, shot clock beater he had near the end of the game. That was the dagger to put them up by four or six, uh, with yeah. like I don't know thirty seconds to go. Like he was he was tightly defended, two hands in his face, takes an inbound with like a half a second to shoot it on the shot clock, does a one eighty and puts it like a, a one eighty fadeaway and puts it in. Like I, I mean, those shots fall for Jimmy Butler. Um, so I don't mind him trying to take that shot to win the game there. I mean, that's you pay these guys max money because you you want the ball in their hands with the game on the line, right? So I don't think I would I would rather have had anybody else taking that shot in that moment than Butler. Uh, we have better shooters than Butler, of course. I mean, Struess could have been shooting that thing, Duncan sure, Hero, yeah. like any of those guys could have been shooting it. But in terms of of star and, and clutch power, like I, I, I Jimmy's. It's his hands. I want the ball, and so I don't know. I, I get why people are angry. Like, just drive the damn drive to the rim and, and see what happens. But I don't mind him taking the shot there. As far as um, like who needed it more in terms of winning Game Seven and getting to an NBA Final, um, I didn't. So I didn't know who to root for. Like, not who to root for in terms of like well, I, yeah, I didn't know who I wanted to win Game Seven. Honestly, like watching it, I was like, I don't. I don't really know who needs to go to an NBA Finals right now more. Is it Miami or is it Boston? And we like you you said it before we started recording. Boston literally tried to give the game away. Like they had every intention of walking away from an NBA Finals for the fourth time. And with a one point help from the official here and a bad Jimmy Butler shot there, you're now in an NBA Finals. And from a legacy perspective, I think Jimmy Bam, the rising star of hero. Um, my Miami culture, right? Like heat culture will forever be preserved and is fine from a legacy perspective. They just did it a few years ago. If Boston hadn't gotten to this final, I think they might've blown it up. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I may, maybe not blown Here's it up, forward? but I, I, yeah, maybe not Here's blown forward. it up, but it would be to have yet another playoff exit like that. And especially the way that, that, the way that that game set, like the the crumbling that happened, I mean, they squeaked the game out. But had they lost that game, the way that they crumbled and would have lost that game after all the other playoff exit with exits with this squad with this core, like I yeah I I think it at least would have been floated in the off season to break up you know maybe move Jalen Brown, um, specifically Jalen Brown, especially after they found out in this in this playoffs and in this series in particular that uh, he's he's little more than a catch-and-shoot scorer. <laughs> that man yeah. does not need to be dribbling the ball anywhere near a defender. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it could have been, uh, been tricky. Uh, on the flip side now, though, if you're Boston, like, they're probably not dumb. Like, uh, you know, Brad Stevens seems like a smart guy. I'm sure he probably knows that too. So now you're kind of pressured. Like, okay, we made the finals with this team, so we want to keep them together. But we probably shouldn't have made the finals. And maybe we could upgrade here or there. So listen, if they – I think regardless, they're going to upgrade this season – what they upgrade to is going to be interesting or where they look to fill in certain spots. Right. That's, that's where I'm, I'm curious to see what they think the problem is. Um, I honestly think that I, I'll, I'll get into it now, kind of in our, in our, in our preview, right? Like if you had looked at this team, um, what was it? November 29th of, of like last year, they were ninth place in the East. They were 11 yeah. and 10. If you look at the flip side on the other side, the Warriors were 18 and 2. I think Brad Stevens looks at this team and realizes that they've they they got to where they needed to go. 
and they finally they finally hit the next level defensively. Yeah. Offensively is, is where I think they retool next year. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. And they have like they have so many variables too. So like look at the two halves of their season. It's like first half of the season, Marcus Smart is the Marcus Smart we've seen through his whole career. He's just not, you know, not 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 probably what you want as your starting point guard. Um, but a valuable player, you know, probably he's he's a PJ Tucker type. He's a valuable guy, but it not probably what you want as your starting point guard. Horford's washed. You don't really have any role players. You don't have a lot of shooting. Uh, yeah. But then the second half of the season, it's like all that clicked. Guy Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard are suddenly knocking down shots. Um, Horford looks ten years younger somehow or another. Marcus Smart is playing out of his mind. Um, yeah, I don't. Don't forget, they're a tough Joe roster. Yeah, for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, man, they had they had ISO Joe on the floor first half of the season. Like that's how bad it got for a while. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know I don't know what to make of their their roster because I I I, I don't I, like I can't see them doing this again. I I won't say it's a fluke. They've done it too long for it to just be like a fluke. But I also like I think the truth is somewhere in between, right? Like I don't I don't think they could do this for another season. Because Horford's a year older, um, you know some of these role players are. I mean, do you, do you trust that Grant Williams is gonna get this hot shooting for the rest of his career or for through through a full season? No. Or like, yeah, like no. I mean, no. I don't. I think no. the truth is somewhere in between. So I don't know. It could be. It, it may get tricky, but I, I do think I don't think they break up the core now. I think their upgrades will be on the fringes. Like, you know, Romeo Langford won't be. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be on the fringes. Um, you know, there there won't be a Daniel Tice uh, set of minutes. You know, they'll they'll find a better backup center, and they'll you know they'll find another wing or something, a backup wing. It'll be stuff like that. Like I don't think they break the core up now. I I'm, I I agree with you 100. percent And the the thing that I find most fascinating about them making the finals is the way that the perspective changes on this team, right? So, like, the first th- – this is a true second-half comeback. I mean, uh, yeah, I had it written down here. They were in 11th place as late as January 16th. Um, so the turnaround was meteoric. I think everyone got healthy at the same time, which is what really mattered. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. All the cylinders hit exactly when they were supposed to. Um, but it, it's, it's, it's crazy that it worked out the way they did. On the flip side, though, if we want to talk about second halves, um, Golden State fucking, you know, after Christmas, Thompson came back, but then Curry suffered his uh, his ankle injury, Draymond missed some time, and then the Warriors were, like, in third. Uh, but I have to be honest with you, man. The only reason why I'm, I think it might be a little bit of a series, aside from the fact that, like, the Celtics match up fairly okay with the Warriors, size-wise, is... Uh, I, I think it's the fact that like the Warriors really haven't been challenged in the playoffs. Like honestly, like they, I don't really think they've felt pressured yet. You know what I mean? Um, kind of, but I, I also like, I also think it's just because they're they're that good. Like they they had that stretch where they fell off when when half their team was banged up. Clay was just coming back. Uh, Steph missed a little bit of time. Draymond was out hurt. Like. People people forgot how how good the Warriors were when they're all when they're intact, especially with the you know with Porter and and uh, Peyton number two and and Jordan Poole like I, they haven't really been challenged, but I I don't know I just they're just that good too like and they've been here like I think they're they're still just as hungry as ever they've been here before like I, I don't know I don't I don't put any stock in at least with them I don't put much stock into them not having been pushed in a series yet. Can I give you some, we're about what a little, a little more than an hour away from the start of this NBA finals. Yep. I have five stats. I want to throw at you about this NBA final that I think uh, they probably won't sway the way you feel, but if anything, they might solidify your position. Right. So the first one goes to, uh, the Boston Celtics. Marcus Smart is a difference maker. Unfortunately, I hate admitting it. I really don't like Marcus Smart all that much uh, between me and you. 
listen. Uh, but <laughs> statistically, Smart has not been great during the Celtics playoff run. He's shooting 40% um, from from the field, including a 33% mark from uh, three-point range. He's the longest-tenured Celtic player, uh, turning the ball over 2.2 times per game, right? But here's the thing. None of that fucking matters. Because when he plays defense, it it adds up. In the 15 Eastern Conference playoff games that he played, uh, the Celtics were plus 55. In Game 7 of the Conference Finals, when the Heat players shot a combined 3 of 18 on the field when they were guarded by Smart. Uh, listen, if you're Steph Curry, if you're Clay, it's going to impact the way that you kind of set your screens, what kind of action that you run. I think, uh, unfortunately, Marcus might actually be a little bit of a, a keeper or a difference maker in this series. Here's the next one. Andrew Wiggins has matched Marcus Smart heading into 2022. Yeah. So if you want a guy who really has impacted the game, uh, when Wiggins is guarding opposing players, he's been guarding the best players on the floor uh, throughout the entire finals. Um, Golden State found itself plus 111 in the minutes Wiggins was on the court through 16 games. Think about that. Plus 111 when Wiggins was on the floor. So when he's guarding Tatum, when he's guarding Brown, uh, we'll see. Everyone says that the Celtics size matters. I think Wiggins might have been like the KD of this year quietly, uh, but on the defensive side of the floor. Okay. I'm, the next with, I'm with you so far. <laughs> the next one. Boston splits when Tatum has it going. This is really frustrating. Uh, it's not much of a surprise, right, that – the team is dominant when he's able to drop like 30 points. Yeah. Yeah. When you're a shocker in the NBA, when your superstar scores 30, you win games. <laughs> when he scores 10, yeah. you lose. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's the fun part. Uh, in the 29 games in the playoffs, uh, or, uh, in, in the time of the playoffs, I'm sorry. Uh, he's basically done it 29 times. So there are 24 and five in that period. Um, it was 27 and 26 when Tatum did not reach that time, uh, throughout the course of the season. Uh, here we go. In the postseason, uh, he's recorded 30 points uh, or more five times. Boston's four and one. Basically, uh, it's the Lucas story, right? If he can hit, they win. Uh, if he doesn't, then it becomes a lot harder. Um, NBA Finals history. Uh, when things tip off on game one, uh, history will be made. Golden State's core group has a combined 123 games of NBA final experience. <laughs> the Celtics, <laughs> zero, nil, none. Uh, this is the largest disparity in the history of the championship round. Uh, and uh, actually, when you when you really look at it, it's fucking insane. Steph Curry has 23 games in the NBA finals, 26 points, five rebounds, six assists, and he shoots 42%. Klay Thompson, 23 games, 18.8. Four rebounds per game, shoots 45%. Draymond Green, 22 games. Uh, there were a few suspensions in there. 12 points per game, nine boards, 6.7 assists per game, and shoots 43%. What a disparity. Uh, That's why I couldn't wait to bet on Golden State tonight. NBA Finals history for the Golden State Warriors. So here's the one where, where we really crystallize why the Warriors will win this series. After an injury two years for the Warriors. They're back in the NBA Finals for the sixth time in eight years, which is fucking insane. That, like, this is officially dynasty territory. Um, Steve Kerr in that process has joined elite company. Only three dynasties in NBA history can claim to have done the same thing in the past. Can you name them? Um, give me the, give him, Pop's got to be one of them. Negative. What's, what's the criteria? So the criteria here is... Um, only three NBA dynasties have been able to go to the playoffs six or seven, eight, nine, ten times in ten years. Ten times in ten years. Or um, as many times in ten years. Uh, Celtics. The Bill Russell yep. Celtics. Yep. Do you know what the number was? Oh, I would guess nine or ten. 10 consecutive 10 events. yeah had to be to 66 yeah um next highest gotta be gotta be the lakers right that's correct you want to guess the number there oh god um i assume it's matt the magic lakers right magic kareem yeah yep uh eight. 80 to 89 
Eight oh. and ten. That is correct. Eight and ten. That's right. Woo. Nice. Um, right, last one would, would be. Last team has got to be. God, I I have to say Bulls, but it seems right. like a trick question. Is it? It's. <laughs> I really wanted right. to say right. Spurs, but I, I. What's the number? Uh Let's see how many years does Jordan play? <laughs> uh, it's still got to be seven or eight, I would think. Six and ten. So they six went to the and ten. Six in a row. In a row. Because even the year he was row. out, they were they were a very good team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, let's 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 be real. Uh, this is absolutely insane. The fact that the Warriors have put this together, they are in quite literally the best of the best. Like again, think about it. Jordan, the Showtime Lakers. Bill Russell, <laughs> and now Clay Stephen Draymond. That's crazy. That is absolutely insane. Do you want to talk gambling the finals real quick? Right I now? always. <laughs> All right. So, a few notes, fun things about gambling. Um, <laughs> fun things about gambling is is the gambling part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a strange <laughs> thing. It's a fickle mistress. Um, don't ever doubt home court advantages in the NBA finals. Um, home teams are remarkably successful since 1991. Home teams in the NBA finals have gone 104 and 70, uh, 71 straight up uh, good for 59% win rate. Um, as for this season, the Warriors snagged home court with a 53 29 record compared to Boston's 51 and 31. Um, when it comes to the postseason, Warriors are great at the chase center. Um, generally, when it comes to the the gambling, the Warriors are seven and two against the spread in this playoffs. So, um, just just a few things to keep in mind there when betting the home team. The unders hit. No surprise. Defense wins. <laughs> um, according to Fox Sports Research, okay, since ninety one, the under has hit ninety six of one hundred and seventy three NBA final games. This means that the combined totals uh, scored by both teams have gone under the over under mark by about. 55% of the time. Huh. Um, this this season, regular and postseason combined, the under has hit 50.5% of Boston's games, and the over has hit 49.5% of Golden State's games. Um, on the other hand, the under total uh, has gone about 53% of the time this entire year. I wonder how uh, much of the unders are because the lines get inflated to towards the overs because a lot more of the public bets the big game, like the finals. Sure. I wonder, and the public loves it. Like the public has to bet over; they have to. They cannot bet under; they have to bet over it's, it's in like, every game. Yeah. So I wonder. It's like how... Rooting against democracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much of that is because the totals almost always get inflated by a couple points. I, I I'm curious to find out. It's actually, it would be interesting to see bet totals pre like pre-finals and then going into the finals, like how much that margin increases. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's a direct correlation if there's like. You know, a couple extra million dollars being thrown around by a bunch of idiots. <laughs> It'll, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Um, uh, Celtics against the spread. We're going to continue the trend. Since 91, the Celtics are 7-6 and six against the spread, which means the betters backing Boston to cover in the finals have won about 53% of the time. However, if you want to know where the money lives, where the money money lives, where the money 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 lives, <laughs> it's with Boston as an underdog always um if you want to keep something in mind throughout these uh warrior celtics games when the celtics are underdogs in the finals since 91 they have gone six and two against the spread so gamblers who have gone green and taken boston to cover as dogs have a sweet 75 percent return on their investments additionally this season boston is 17 92 against the spread as an underdog well so, i'll know. take my chances tonight yeah right <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, last last one. Uh, yeah. Here's no uh, a big no shit Camilla moment. Um, <laughs> favorites win a lot, um, and like by a lot, I mean like seventy or sixty seven percent of the time. Straight since up, 91, you mean? Or yeah, yes, yeah, straight up. Since ninety one teams favored in each final contest have gone one sixteen fifty uh, to fifty seven straight up, Jeez. which should be a tight series with low spreads. Uh, Listen, you might make some money with some favorites. 
Uh, also, last note, the Boston Celtics are 4-0, 100% against the spread versus the Golden State Warriors since the start of the 2020-21 season. What? Is uh, that right? That is correct, my friend. Interesting. So, those are my, my little tips for you tonight. 4-1 and one after the night. Yes, sir. <laughs> Probably. Uh, we'll see. So tonight the spread was four points. Uh, Boston plus 135. Over under two fourteen. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, I got three. I I ended up getting three and a half, and I could not wait to bet the Warriors in this game. Um, partly because, um, I mean, Golden State got more rest, and I I don't think sometimes rest is bad for teams. They can come out cold, um, come out kind of stiff a little bit. But I, I like this veteran Golden State team. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Um. Golden State's home arena is a terrifying environment in the playoffs and in a finals game. Um, and I just think Boston's going to be, at least early on in this series or in this first game, Boston's going to be a little bit deer in headlights-y. Um, this, is, this is a level that they haven't been to. So, uh, yeah, I couldn't wait to hop on Golden State tonight, at least for game one. The rest of the series, uh, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. But at least for game one, I couldn't wait to jump on the Warriors. I had thoughts. I had thoughts. You knew I had asked you this question weeks ago. I said, either team gets to the final, doesn't matter who it is. Who you take? And we both said Warriors. Um, I made some mistakes in betting <laughs> some things, uh, including how the series will end. I have it going six, but I have the Warriors taking it in six. Okay. Um, I think it's like the safest one. Decent odds plus one fifty five. I'm okay with it. Oh, that's not bad actually. That's pretty good. No, no. Um, there was even more plus money on Boston because they're like, well, the Warriors are like minus one fifty five or something crazy to win the series. They're they're pretty heavily favored to win the series. I think, at least last I checked. So plus. Plus one, plus one fifty five for them to win it in six. Like that seems pretty. Seems like pretty good value. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I don't, I don't think Boston can t- push them seven. No. I don't think. I don't think. See, this is where I start to. This is where I start to get weird, because I, in my head, make make bet. I think. I think this can go seven. But like, how much money do you really want to? Like, how much risk are you really willing to take to make that? that right. Push? Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I just I don't I don't think I don't think it can go seven. Uh, <laughs> I like I like five or six. I like Golden State in five or six. I think that's pretty good. Six probably being safer, like you said, especially at at, at plus one fifty five. That's pretty good value there. I think. Um, I don't I don't usually do series bets. I don't I, I you can make more money betting the games individually, especially if you if you lean one way or another. Um, which I am tonight. We're betting warriors. Yeah. Yeah. Like third, fifth, fifteenth time. There's yeah. no doubt. It, it, game one at home. Uh, listen, I, I do love that people are saying that it's not the same as the Oracle and like the vibe in, uh, San Francisco is not the same, but it's still the NBA finals. Like, right. They're going to show out. It's, yeah. it's what the warriors do. I don't really believe that, uh, uh, Boston's gonna come in there and bully them into a a game one win on their own floor. Like you're out of your mind. Yeah, I don't see it happening. No way. All right, I'm at a script, which means <laughs> we might be at a show. Uh, where are we at? Just at a uh short one tonight. We're 45 minutes in. Holy shit! Well, I do have a few shout outs. So before we go, I I like I was gonna ask you like I always do. You got anything else for me? Uh, no, no NBA finals and, uh, degeneracy was all I had. Perfect. I had, <laughs> I, I had, I had, but a few things to, to, to bring to you. Uh, the first of which, uh, was the sweet country of Ukraine, uh, overcoming Scotland to nothing. Saw that. Uh, I, you know, we sometimes in very specific moments, we have, uh, I don't know how to put it. We have like 
very few times does sports actually get to make up for how shitty life is. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the times, sports reminds you how shitty life is, how 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 much heartbreak they can there can be, how much you know yeah, sadness yeah. there is in that investment. Like we had it, we had it in COVID. Like when sports returned, and yes. we were like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" Like we don't care what happened. It was just like amazing that we had sports back, like some normalcy back. Yeah, imagine that times like fifty probably for Ukraine right now. Absolutely, and then to not only have the ability to hear your country's national anthem in a stadium again, to wave your flags, to celebrate something, but then to win two nothing against Scotland, which what you're fighting for here is a place to make it to the World Cup. Like they are, it it was such a nice story. I uh, I watched some of the celebrations after the game, and uh, I had to shed a uh, a little bit of a human tear for a moment because it was it was it was a nice thing to see. Uh, especially as like a soccer fan is kind of uh it's like very like again it's not often that soccer rewards you that much <laughs> yeah. uh yeah as as you can personally attest from the past couple weeks uh, yeah i mean yeah last two weekends were not fun in terms of my viewing um i was in philadelphia this past memorial day weekend uh and i watched it at a like a beer hall and everyone was sitting at a table and I was standing, hovering over a trash can. So uh, you can imagine <laughs> how absolutely dismayed and fucking lunatic-y I was screaming at a TV. Literally, like, no one really, like, people were paying attention to the game, but not really. But I was, like, actively yelling, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, I realized it after, like, the 33rd minute. So then I just kind of, like, hushed up and then started pacing furiously, which also was not a good idea. Uh, so, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a rough go. And now things are going to get even more complicated because I got to worry about World Cup shit and another EPL season to start uh, in uh, fuck when in August we're back in August in the EPL so man they get yeah. like no they get two months off that's that's crazy they're not even they're not even getting two months off this year because they still have to do their fucking their European leagues to get themselves ready for their World Cup man that's it's wild. not over. Yeah, this is a rough season for for anybody involved in the in the beautiful game, man. Journalists, players, TV crews. Uh, it's. I mean, it's it's, it's good for everyone who invested in it with, you know, since it never stops. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It, it, I think it's just it's going to be hard for the players. I think to make it healthy to this World Cup. Like, I don't think we're. I think we're going to see a very, like a weirdo fucking team win the World Cup this year. Um, like it'll be like. I don't know. It'll be France and like, what was a, what was a fun one? Like a sneak in. Who could be a fun sneak in? Yeah. All right. Fine. It could be like France and, and I'll say Argentina in a final, and then like everyone would be like, "Oh, what do you mean Argentina?" But like, I don't like they're not as good as we like. They're not as good as they've been, <laughs> especially now that they've like replacing Messi and stuff. Like it's been a weird time. So to see them get to a final would be interesting. Um, but yeah, I don't know. whatever. We'll see what happens. It's going to be miserable <laughs> watching it. I have to be reminded every time that I'm looking at a, the, the shittiest country on the face of the earth in Qatar. I'm sorry. I didn't say that. Uh, please don't brown bag me. I didn't mean it. I... Your oil money is very important to us. Uh, yeah. I'm looking that's forward to World Cup though. World Cup's always fun. That's, that's fine. That I'm whatever. I'm just excited that, like there's going to be a full year of, of, of soccer that I get to watch and like that, like the, the, the timeline in between now and then might suck, suck for the players, but it doesn't suck for me. Cause it's every week, baby, your boy gets to have a game on. So <laughs> I, I'm stoked, whatever. I'm just here for the sports. True that. And the Yankees, and the Yankees, which we will be doing Yankees preview uh, at some point. Yes. Uh, we, We've been promising you a fucking uh, uh, an actual uncoachable player for the last like six weeks. I want to say, um, maybe one day, but uh, we're working, man. You have to leave us. You, you leave us be. <laughs> yes, yes, and we definitely have a baseball. We have at least some baseball stuff coming up in the next week or two. I think as we get into the finals a little bit. Um, let me get through five games of the final. Yeah, we've been so buried in NBA for a while, and it's it's kind of refreshing that it's winding down a little bit. But then, like as the finals end, it's going to be draft time, and then summer league time, and then camp time, and then we're right back to it. So, <laughs> God, I love sports. Isn't yeah, 
Yeah, we'll squeak some baseball in there though. We'll definitely get some baseball in there. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll start uh putting my fifty fifty game um ranking through fifty game ranking this yeah. week. Man, we'll oh, we got fucking NFL. will be here in a, another month and a half too. Oh, don't talk to me about the NFL until at least September. I don't care. I, don't I, care. I yeah, I, I agree. I'm the same way. I don't care about training camp. Preseason doesn't matter. Like, I don't care how good, <laughs> what, what kind of shape whoever is in. Like, anyone talking about what Mac Jones's body looks like in May should really, you know, <laughs> go to Dunkin' Donuts or something. Because that's, that's not the thing to be doing um, right now. You should be outside. You should be ignoring Mac Jones and his body. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking insane, man. I, I, I don't get it. And the fact that, like, I have to look at videos of Tua throwing, like, let the man work, bro. He's fine. He'll figure it out. <laughs> like, I don't really tell Oh, you. my God. That's <laughs> – the amount of articles and, and headlines I've seen about Tua underthrowing Tyreek Hill on some video, which is probably, like, one of their first practice sessions, and he's never thrown to anyone that fast before. Probably. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to – it's stupid. Just stop. Like That's what I'm saying. If you're That's that desperate for NFL content, like – Oh, man, Twitter, just bro. like start. It, I don't know. Find a different sport to watch when the NFL is not around. Like I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like I don't know. Go outside and, and pick up it, golf. Bro. Pick up golf. Like listen, That's go true. play golf. Watch golf. Golf is on literally every weekend on ESPN Plus, PGA. Like pick up golf. Watch golf. Play golf. Like do something. Stop looking for NFL content in May. That's Ooh. not draft related. Like, just relax. I honestly, speaking of golf, um, how much did uh, Dustin Johnson earn uh, going to play golf? In, in oh, Saudi? going to the the, the overseas million? thing. I I don't know. I don't I don't know what the numbers are, and I don't know what the real numbers are for that tournament. I just know it doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, where the hell is all this money coming from? And then, how do they plan on? earning that money because like it's not streaming or watchable anywhere that it's a kingdom what do you mean the the whole kingdom of saudi arabia is backing this thing what do you mean right but like why because they they love golf right but like i guess but like because they think the pj sucks you can't a bunch of white dudes and a bunch of like really rich saudi dudes had a conversation on a golf course one day you're like you know it would be sick if we could get rid of the pga because we want to run something ourselves. But we want you, our own sponsors. You can't, like, you can't, like, you can't. I mean, major golf sponsors are never leaving the PGA. Major TV networks are never putting them on air because it's not the PGA. And then, like, people just don't watch golf. Like, generally speaking. Like, I watch golf because I'm a absolute madman. But, like generally speaking people don't watch golf people tune into the majors for the pga because the pga has been able to lean on tiger and phil and the guys that they've made stars lately rory like these guys they lean on that and the tv coverage and whatnot like people watch that but like this this saudi tournament with like dustin johnson as your headline who hasn't won since uh, win, like like that's your headliner, yeah. like and, and the rest of it's like Louis Oosthuizen, Sergio Garcia. Uh, okay, I, listen, people, if they find somewhere to stream it and play, like people aren't tuning in for that. You're not getting big sponsor dollars for that. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's it's it, there's going to be a couple events and then eventually they're going to be like, all right, this is dumb. And then you're going to have a lot of pissed off golfers who left to go get all this money in this new tournament. But now the tournament doesn't exist because the two events they held flopped. And now they can't come back to the PGA because the PGA said, fuck you for going over there in the first place. And like, I don't know. You're going to have a lot of pissed off people. Like it's, it's, it's just going to be a mess. And I'm, I'm really unsure I understand that the fat check initially is like why people are getting involved, but like long term, I'm 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 very confused why somebody, especially somebody like DJ who 
who makes good sponsor money and makes good money on the on the tour like i'm very confused why long term he's like i'm gonna go do this i, I don't know it doesn't make any sense whatever well, the, part of the reason that i brought it up was because uh apparently he had no idea uh so like someone was like hey did you know that you got dropped by one of your sponsors and he was like oh they're like rbc and he was like i still don't know what rbc stands for um so he I fucking think... knew he was gonna get it's this weekend is the fucking rbc like flagship tournament that he's supposed to be at and supposed to be the guy there yeah and right before the tournament starts he announces that he's going to play in the other shit that the pga already told him they could he fucking knew he was getting dropped he just didn't care because the saudis are cutting him like a 15 million dollar check just for like fucking the flight just for taking the flight over there i guess i don't know however much money it is but like he didn't give a shit because he's getting that fat check when he gets there but like and that's great but what happens when this flops and there are no more events and the pga says well you can't come back like we don't care if you are a, a big name like we have plenty of other big names now like Scotty Scheffler is a big name now. Kyler Morikawa was, was very good. Like, we have all these young guys. Cam, Cam Smith. Like, all these young guys now that we've made stars, we don't really care if you come back, so fuck off. Like, I mean, long term, I don't see... I don't I don't know. This doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I, just, maybe just, it is just that much money that they're giving him right now where he's like, if I never play the PGA again, I don't care. I don't... Number one, I don't think that they... It, it, I, I doubt the PGA would ever ban him or not allow him back in. Like, that that's an insane fucking uh, idea, I think, to entertain. Number two, uh, the, the decision is obviously 1,000% financially motivated. It is what it is, right? hundred Like, whatever whatever the, the final number was, I think it's like... It's an obscene number. It's like 125 or, 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 or like something. Something like, like absolutely obscene amount of money. Um... And like anybody that faults a guy for taking that amount is is if it's that amount, yeah, no, nah, fuck, I'd be on that plane too. Yeah, but <laughs> you know I, I have like, I have fifteen in my mind. I don't know if that's accurate. I have fifteen. No, million guaranteed one hundred twenty-five million payday to move. Wait, he he single like only him like he's guaranteed one twenty-five or is that the tournament winnings? Reports of a guaranteed one twenty-five million dollar payday to move to live golf are accurate. That so that. Yes. So, so just for Dustin, like Dustin Johnson solo correct. would have 125 correct. million if he switched over. Oh yeah, fuck it. All right, I take back everything I just said. Listen, yeah, fuck, go play right. over there. <laughs> and he's earned. Think think of it this way. So 125 right now, he's earned 74 million over the course of his career in the PGA. Yeah, yeah. For that, yeah. If it's that amount, fuck yeah, yeah. Fuck PGA. I'm out of here. See, <laughs> I'm in the. So, I'm I'm hopping on the plane with him for that amount. So to go back to my first point, even. Even if it fails, the PGA will take him back. Like, I don't think as a PGA you can look at the guy and go, sorry, dude, like, that that was a bad decision. Like, it'll be a few years. Ah, uh, man, I I don't know, man. I, they'll probably take him back, but I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that the PGA bans them. Because they, they already took a strict stance on it. And when you look at the other names on that list, like, they don't care if those guys come back. In, in terms of like star power and, and names that draw crowds and, and, and viewership. The only one there is DJ. And if he's the only one and they can do this to make an example so that nobody tries this shit again, like it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Um, but that's why I mean, DJ should make sure that in that contract, it states he's getting that 125, whether this shit flops or whether they have 20 events. Like, I, I'm I'm also curious about like the other governing golf bodies and like what they decide to do too, right? Like, it sounds as if the PGA is the only one that's taken like a real harsh stance. Uh, so it's like, well, I wonder how, like, I wonder how it'll like it'll overhang overall at the end of the day. It's just like, dude, I, I anytime people get mad at someone for doing capitalism, I, I like I always laugh. I mean, what do you mean? You guys like regularly advocate for this system, think it's the best one on earth, and why get mad at a guy who earned seventy-four million over fourteen seasons in the PGA and can double it in one year? The fuck are you mad at him for? Yeah, what, for that. What, yeah, what, no, what no, 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 for that. What am yeah, I missing? For the for the fifteen, I thought it was. Then yes, everything I said stands. But uh, like for the one twenty-five, no, I take it all back. Like 
fuck that. <laughs> I, yeah, like I, I always, it's it's always the craziest thing when you hear, you see it a lot in like NBA, NFL, like blah blah blah. It's like guys leave to go to probably lesser teams, but for like a way bigger payday. It's like, yeah, these guys have very short career windows, and they're the money that they make over this very short period of time. Like that's that's their earnings for their life. Like for the most part, like that's how that's what they take care of their family. Like, I don't blame anybody for just fucking going for the biggest paycheck they get. Like, sure, like I want to see guys want to win, and I want to see them, you know, do what they got to do to win championships and this and that. But like, I'll never blame anybody for for going to get that check. Like, that's never. that's their. I would do it. You know, I, I would do it unless you're, unless you're, <laughs> so. unless you're Jason Giambi, uh, unless you're Alex Rodriguez. Uh, unless you're... It's different. Like some of these guys, you know, a couple of the, you know, the LeBrons and all. Like he could make zero dollars on the court and still get himself to a billion dollars one of these days. Because we literally just said nine hundred million. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, but like you, you know, very very few others can do anything, anything similar to that. So yeah, fuck yeah. Like go get them checks, man. You you have a. You have a short window of a career, and and any of these guys' career, like they're, like they're one torn Achilles away from their career being over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like it could happen at a young age. Like so, I mean, yep. get your contract, man. Uh, <laughs> crazy. I love it. All right. Well, uh, I guess uh, we're closing the show with uh, go capitalism. <laughs> That's that's always a good way to end the uh, show. Not a direction I thought we would take the end of the show, but but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Getting a little getting a little sociopolitical on our uh, <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, note, we will catch you guys next week uh, as we we get a little deeper into the NBA finals and uh, maybe maybe get around to finally uh, getting to some baseball. Can't wait. Later on, y'all. See you guys next week.